Yay! Wow, Father Tay just nodded off there. Look at you. I was nodding in agreement. Welcome, brothers and sisters of Christ, to our exciting podcast of Practical Rambling Fathers. Once again, this is Father Tay. Father Brian. We welcome you to another segment of our podcast. And uh, we are switching a little bit of gears here. We're going to actually talk about the Ten Commandments. And before you make any sighs or groanings about the Ten Commandments, we, we really prayed about this and we wanted to frame it in a different light, kind of challenging us. How do we really pray and live out the Ten Commandments? And one of the ways that we we're proposing to look at it is out of love. Right? If you truly love someone, then you're not going to do anything that will cause them harm or even to go against what they've done for you. Isn't that right, Father Bright? Well, semi. It's kind of like after we got done with our retreat, now that we are living in and through this belovedness of God, um, how do I live my calling as beloved son or beloved daughter towards God? And how do I see, as Moses put it, uh, I put life and death in front of you and then adds, choose life. Which, in our fallenness, you wouldn't think you'd have to... Or, in our Correct. wanting to be living, you wouldn't think we would have to have that reiteration of, like, choose life. But yet, uh, to see sin as death, uh, mm-hmm. as Moses puts it, and to see the Ten Commandments as... Uh, a way or the reality of death in our own life um, and why Jesus came to save us from it. It's also going into um, this idea, and I got it kind of from theology of the body a little bit, um, this idea of thou shalt not to I would never. Um, yeah. And this freedom that the Ten Commandments bring from shifting um, from uh, uh you know, a hindrance of what I can't do to an accepting of what I can do um, and how I can live it out. So it's the renewal of mind that I think St. Paul is kind of iterating us to. Father Tate's falling asleep as we talk. Thanks, Tate. No, not. No. Yeah, no, you're going to sleep, not. bro. You're closing your eyes, man. I was just meditating on the beautiful words you're speaking. Continue. Wow, thanks. Uh, this is the renewal of mind and what's possible and is expected of us because of Jesus uh, and the grace um, for the inner change that happens, this inner life of, of going to confession, of um, having grace built up, and then this real sense that it's scriptural based. And this is kind of what's been coming to me with the past week is a lot of um, the letter, the first letter to Peter, first and second letters to Peter, is kind of has this whole entire... Um, dynamic to it this Mm -hmm. you were acting in sinfulness this was your very life you know even this morning in our office of readings in um first peter uh 3 18 through 4 11 just a sense of like sinfulness was your life Mm -hmm. but this is now how we act Correct. Um, and so St. Paul, t- kind of taking this journey with St. Paul of going, okay, the word became flesh, set us free from sin and death. Now what? What right. do we do now that now what is different? And so we're just proposing that this is um, the new thing that is different. Um, yeah. 
And it's a good way to look at it too. Just like, for example, if you think about your own lives, right, where whether you're married or if, if you're single or if you're a priest, right, there's stages that a person has to go, right? Your relationship with a person where you're just friends is totally different than when you're dating as a couple. And it's going to look even different as, you know, as married spouses. And so each step of your, of your relationship as your love continues to grow, you have to ask yourselves, right, where are my guiding principles, right? Yes, conscience is one, but in your relationship as they begin to morph and change, you have to set up your own guidelines to help you and to rules that will help you. So they're really statements of love. I know who I am as a beloved child of God. What ways will I continue to grow and what things I should not do that will hinder me from growing to become the best child of God when I'm a student, when I'm in a relationship, when I get married. So this is why um, we've really been praying and encouraging you guys to look at Ten Commandments differently because they apply to at all ages and all stages of your life. To give some scriptural context to uh, what we're doing, we're going to actually read straight from uh, the letter to the Colossians. 3 through 17. Father Tay? Sure. It's actually chapter 3, verse 1 through 17. That's what I thought. It's okay. Since you've been raised up in company with Christ, set your heart on what pertains to higher realms where Christ is seated at God's right hand. Be intent on things above rather than on things of earth. After all, you have died. Your life is hidden now with Christ in God. When Christ our life appears, then you shall appear with him in glory. Put to death whatever in your nature is rooted in earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and the lust which is idolatry. These are the sins which provoke God's wrath. Your own conduct was once of this sort. Now when these sins were your very life, you must put that aside now, all the anger and quick temper the malice, the insults, the foul language. Stop lying to one another. What you have done is put aside your old self with his past deeds and put on a new man, one who grows in knowledge as he is formed anew in the image of his creator. There is no Greek or Jew here, circumcised or uncircumcised, foreigner, Scythian, slave or free man. Rather, Christ is everything in all of you. Because you are God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with heartfelt mercy, with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Over all these virtues put on love, which binds the rest together, and make them perfect. Christ's peace must reign in your hearts. Since as members of the one body, you have been called to that peace. Dedicate yourself to thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, which as rich as it is, dwell in you. In wisdom made perfect, instruct and admonish one another. Sing gratefully to God from your hearts in psalms, hymns, and inspired songs. Whatever you do, whether in speech or in action, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. So having that basis in Paul, he's pretty bold in saying, you know, our 
our nature rooted in uncleanliness, to put it aside, fornication, uncleanliness, passions, evil desires, and lust, with it, which is idolatry. And that real broad sense of lust, of any time we try to grasp for something to fulfill us other than God himself, is that lust that he's talking about. He's not even talking about a physical lust there. He's just talking about our human nature's pride of basically mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to take whatever it is and it's going to make me better. And so anything really in our life can take um, that. And that's uh, the opposite of faith is not despair. It's actually uh, idolatry, which is really interesting that as humans, we always need to believe in something bigger than ourselves, even if that's, you know, science or something like that or materialism, which is an idea, not a reality. So... We just have that as a as a scriptural basis, and it's this renewal of our minds and refocusing. So, yeah, one of the beautiful things that uh, Saint Paul writes, it kind of hits hard of why we should look at at these ten commandments to remind us of who we are. It says, right, um, what you have done is put aside your old self, right? That's that's why these commandments are reminding us we're not made. For these things, right? We're not made to grasp other idols that will bring us, you know, emptiness or not the true fulfillment. With his past deeds and put on a new man, we've been made new, the image likeness of God. One who grows in knowledge as he is formed anew the image of his creator, right? We were made out of love from God, we were made with love, and we were made in love. And so our whole, our whole life should reflect And you could add for love. Yes, and so like our life then is a testimony. That's why we're living for for God. We're living for something else greater than us. But right now, we live in a world that we forget that. We forget that we're loved. We forget that we're a child of God. So we substitute the, the phrase of living for God's love right, or for God with, you know, for school, for work, right, for reputation, whatever you can fill in the blank with that phrase. Right, so, and then to look in, so those are motivators, right? Motivators, Father's Day was saying, you know, love is the motivation of everything. And so to see these as we were not designed, as Father Tay was saying, we were not designed for death, we were designed for life, um, to give life. And what is that love, essentially? And the Ten Commandments, um, breaking the Ten Commandments has us, in, in a very real sense, break love towards one yes. another, towards God. Um, we're ultimately breaking love of how we were designed um, to be, to live. Um, and there's a real sense of, okay, that's great. Uh, you know, I can kind of get behind that maybe a little bit. But what are, like, motivations, especially in this fallen world, what are motivations to grow in virtue? And so I've also been working through this book um, by uh, Venerable Louis Granada, who is... Um, Who's a venerable, and so he put together this. Um, I love the name of the book, The Sinner's Guide, is what it's called. It's a 16th century classic on resisting temptation and overcoming sin. Uh, no, I do not need to have a guide in order to be a sinner. I, I pretty much am I'm good to go with that. Uh, I, I'm, we're pretty good with that, so I love the name of it. Like, A Sinner's Guide. Hey, here's how to sin. No. Uh, but he starts off, the first 23, 28 chapters of his book are simply wow. motivations um, to growing in virtue. 
Um, and so one you know, first motivation is um, his being itself and the excellence of his perfection. So to grow in virtue and to serve God uh, is because he is good and his of his excellence. The second would be a gratitude for our creation. A second would be a gratitude for our perseverance and uh, for this for the government of his providence. Gratitude for the inestimable benefit of our redemption. Gratitude for our justification. Gratitude for the incomparable benefits, benefit of election. Uh, seventh motivation for practicing virtue. The thought of death. and or The first of the four last things. The eighth, the thought of last judgment. The second of the four last things. The ninth. The thought of heaven, the third of the four last things. Uh, and the tenth motivation for practicing virtue, the thought of hell, the fourth last thing. The eleventh motivation for practicing virtue, the inestimable advantage it promises us, promised it even in this life. Uh, the f first privilege of virtue is the fatherly care of the just. The second privilege of virtue, the grace with the Holy Spirit. Grace, which the Holy Spirit fills devout souls. The third privilege of virtue, the supernatural light and knowledge granted to the virtuous soul. The fourth privilege of virtue, the consolation with which the Holy Spirit visits the just. The fifth privilege of virtue, the peace of, the, of a good conscience. The sixth, the confidence of the just. Uh, seventh, the true liberty of the just. The eighth, the peace and joy by the just. The ninth, the manner in which God hears the prayers of the just. The tenth, the consolation and assistance with which God sustains the just in their afflictions. The eleventh, God cares for the temporal needs of the just. The twelfth, the happy death of the just. So those are all of the lists of why uh, our motivations would be. And it's essentially, I loved it that he started off with that gratitude, 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 gratitude. Um, he's realizing who I am in God's eyes and realizing that I'm nothing. And then saying, what have you done for me? You've justified me. You've called me. You've created everything that is. Um, it's not until... The ninth motive, no, the tenth motivation, the thought of hell, like that's like the first we might call negative uh, motivation to growing worse. But that's number ten um, out of a list of uh, fourteen. So it's just kind of crazy um, that that is, and that's what Saint Paul is saying, right? That real sense of gratitude, live in gratitude, live in thankfulness, thank the Lord always. Rejoice, always pray, constantly give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of King Christ Jesus too. Come on! Good times with Dr. Williams and Sacred Heart. Good times. That was, that was a good song. Thank you. Thank now you. we're moving on. You're welcome. Okay. All right, go for no, it. But, no, I, I thank you, Father Brian, for sharing all those thoughts. Once again, 
it's so important to remember where we come from, the origin, right? They were made in love. And I think blessed, sorry, venerable Louis Granada, he, he, he did it on purpose. It wasn't a coincidence that f- fear of punishment was number 10. The first motivator, as you hear the last scripture say is, God, he first loved us. And how wonderful is it that the first motivator was gratitude, right? Uh, if you notice, a grateful person's perspective is always different than ones who's always so focused on certain things. Those persons who are focused on certain things can become very inward, self-reflective uh, way too much, or kind of grasping. Versus a person with gratitude is kind of free to step back and say, everything I have is a gift. And so what's the bigger picture here? And that's what we're trying to present to you, my brothers and sisters Christ, or those who listen to our podcast, is that if you approach the Ten Commandments knowing that you are loved, knowing that these will help you to love God even more, they all look really different. It's always your prayer life. You won't view them as rules that confine you. It's No, it's my statement of fidelity, that I will love God and I have no one else before Him. So it starts becoming more and more beautiful. And so when Father Brian presented me this idea, I was like, uh, I don't know. And I said, pray about it. I really liked the idea. Like I will never do this because I have loved and I have received that love. So I want to return to that love. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's the fact that, you know, thou shalt not is kind of in somebody else's ballpark, but the I would never is kind of like I'm made for yeah. love, and so I don't want to offend the one I love. Um, or exactly. Or intentionally the one that I love. And then what the, especially when it goes outside of myself, like not in my relationship to God, but to my family, to my friends, to what things are out there, like, I don't want my identity to come from any of those things. I want them to come from the Father. So, a few different ways uh, of looking at. Uh, I found this when I was looking at the Ten Commandments. Um, is that Jesus takes, or that Jesus, that the Father takes on this role, that God takes on this role. If you go through the Ten Commandments, the first one, um, you know, I am the light. I am. You don't have any other gods before me. Um, I am the image, right? I am the image uh, of, of you. Uh, you're created in my image, my image and likeness. And so to not have um, that. And then uh, the third, right? I am the name. Don't use my name in vain because mm. it's my name. Um, and then it's my kingdom. Uh, and I, I am kingdom. I am the family. I'm at, I want to be at home. I am the wisdom. I don't want you to gossip. I am the revelation. I am the truth. I don't want you to lie. And I am communion. I am communion itself. The Trinity living inside of that community. And then I am the covenant. So don't break commandments uh, or don't break covenants. Don't break promises. Um, to live in that um, freedom. So we'll go through that a little bit um, in depth as we go through this um, more. Um, I think we're going to try to do three at a time, and then the last one we're going to do number 10 and a wrap-up. Um, Correct. Do we decide are we doing this weekly or are we doing this every two weeks? Let's do weekly. Okay. See how it goes. So we're going to do weekly. We're going to keep on with weekly because uh, we're being in quarantine. So we got a lot of nothing going on. True. A lot of time. So Trust me. Even if you're working, a lot of time. time. So uh, at least we do. So That's true. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll work through that for this next up and coming weeks. Um, going through the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not to I would never. Uh, hitting up on theology of the body, hitting up on really that identity of being beloved sons, beloved daughters, and what that means and how I interact with not only God, with one another, with the things of this world, with creation in general, um, and trying to get a heart that um, that conversion necessary of I need to keep your commandments because Jesus said to. So how can I in love say I don't want to? You know what? I would never. Yeah, no, perfect. One thing I just want to close and to give you a helpful thing to prepare for our next podcast, really pray, right? Lord, what is my relationship with you right now? Help me to love you even more and give me the grace to be humble to think about what does it mean if, if I look at the commandment and say, I will never do this, right? Trust me, because there's a beautiful grace when we, we come approaching the Lord with humility and and we, we offer the Lord ourselves so that we can really be open to what he might present to us and really take advantage of this time to really delve into his love and to see what, what graces he could bring for you. The other encouragement, I've been giving it a lot to a lot of different people that I've been talking with and, and helping, um, is to read St. Paul's letters um, and to really have this idea of like, He's going. He's the first one that has a written record of what does it mean that the Word became flesh? What does it mean that God became man and that now I am baptized into this entirely new reality, which is so unfathomable, um, but yet I am called to be beloved. I am called to give that love. I'm called to live in that love, to give that love away. And then St. Paul, like even what we read to you today, like that was my life. Okay been forgiven now what's my life um and the boldness of that first step with the lord of like okay that was my life it's fine okay jesus died so that i don't have to live that anymore um so that i can be free of that to go and eventually we'll get to the beatitudes and how jesus giving us the beatitudes goes and far exceeds um far exceeds the um the Ten Commandments, and that's what we're called to live um, in our world. As disciples of Jesus. Yay! Wow! Father Tay just nodded off there. Look at you! I was nodding in agreement. Thank you for joining mm, us. Nodding in agreement. Okay, thank you for joining us. Uh, Father Tay's going to go take a nap, and um, I'm going to go golfing. Nice. Enjoy. So, peace out. We'll peace. catch you next week talking about the first three Ten Commandments and how we could see them as instead of thou shalt not, uh, I would never. Stay holy, my friends. Stay close to the Lord. He loves you. He embraces you. He walks into locked doors today for the disciples just to say, peace be with you. So, peace. Bye.